When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Auburn picks up a commitment from a top 150 player, and we tell you why the Brewing QB controversy is a positive for the Tigers on this Monday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? Happy Monday. 19 days, guys. 19 days till Auburn kicks off the season versus UMass. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Blake, talk to the people, man. What is up, Dustin? What is up, Auburn fans? Uh, first scrimmage down of fall camp. Ooh. A lot of news to talk about. Uh, Big-time commitment. Hugh and the staff staying on point on the recruiting trail. A lot of excitement, a lot of buzz around campus uh, and with this fan base. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. Like I always say, I'm ready for September 2nd and the UMass Minutemen to get a tail whooping. Uh, so I'm excited, brother. I'm sitting here shaking because I, I'm so excited <laughs> for football season. It's finally back, and I'm tired of watching NFL preseason already. Hey, I got some Tank Bigsby in, though. My guy, Seth Williams. Yeah. But did you see Seth Williams' route? Yeah. My guy got wide open on a good route. He's learning. Yeah. Seth Williams with a nice catch, man. Uh, shout out to all our Auburn guys. Daniel Carson, I just was watching the Raiders game a minute ago. Just booting kicks like always. Didn't miss any of them. Our guy Daniel had a good day for the Green Bay Packers. Little brother Daniel Carson had a good day for the Packers. So, uh, yeah, man, it's I'm like you. I'm already tired of it once you get down to – you know how much football we won. So once I'm Googling the quarterbacks, like who is this guy? Once we're down to the fourth string here in some of these four quarters of these preseason games, it gets rough. But live football is back on your TV. Mm. Not going to complain too much about that. And it is nice to see. Uh, real quick, Blake, we got a big-time commitment on Saturday, our 16th commitment of the class. We've already talked about him a little bit, so we're not going to delve too, too deep into this one. But like I said, 16th commitment of the class. 10th on defense, so a little bit uh, heavy on the defense side of this one right now. TJ Lindsay, the four-star, 6'3", 270-pound out of IMG, just moving down from Arkansas. This will be his first year at IMG. Mm-hmm. 145th-ranked player in the nation. Last weekend, we signed another Rivals Top 150 in Jalua Solomon. So the blue chips just keep rolling in. He's a second addition down there on the defensive line. One thing that stuck out to me, uh, obviously we talked about how when Big Cat came, and his parents came, but he didn't because IMG was kicking off practice. Mm-hmm. If you saw his commitment video on social media, he committed over the phone with his parents standing right there with the coaches on Big Cat Weekend. So we kind of knew when it was like, your parents are going, but you're not. That we're, yeah. we're at least very close. And he kind of felt like there was going to be some kind of silent commitment there. Didn't know exactly how that was going to work with him not going. But obviously we see now how, they, they, how that all came to pass. So... Uh, he talked about how Jeremy Garrett was just a fun guy, and he said something that we've continued to hear, Blake. He said the how genuine Hugh Freeze, that's what stood out to him. He said Hugh Freeze will tell you like it is, and he's just a real person. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. And if you go back to Walker White's commitment, because Walker was kind of like the first big guy in this class, right? Mm-hmm. Um, back when that happened, there was this whole this whole thing where – they were still kind of bringing up to him and his parents, Hughes, you know, Hughes pass, Hughes pass. And Walker said, he's real about it. He's up front. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. And that actually makes us like him more. And you're continuing to see that. And the one thing for our class it over to you, Blake, that I saw that I wanted to say about uh, a quote from TJ Lindsay here. And this is coming from our guy, Caleb over there at Rivals. Mm-hmm. Auburn is just the perfect fit all around. I feel like I had more opportunity here. Newer, fresher. Auburn is on the comeback. We're on the come up here. He's starting to get these guys to buy in. And 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 the part that I, when they say the comeback, that means that they recognize what we were. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny when some of these guys go to these games last year, a lot of recruits, Blake, were saying, I, that was crazy for a basketball school. That's something that was said several times by football recruits last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys haven't seen Auburn be good in their life. 
and they come to Jordan Hare and they're like, whoa, I didn't know. Hughes getting these guys to understand Auburn is a traditional powerhouse, but you can be part of something special and bringing that tradition back. So there's a tradition to build on, but it ain't where it needs to be. All these guys are starting to say that. And if you get a class of 20 or 25 kids to all come in with that mindset, damn, brother. You know, I'm excited about this. And and I know Coach Garrett took a little heat at the beginning and, and people were kind of a little nervous of, of him getting that job there. Uh, up front and I think he's putting the critics to rest right I, I think mm-hmm. he has done a, a fabulous job uh, and and he's he's getting dudes man as you see it right there 145th ranked player in the nation uh, and anytime you get guys like that you know that you're going to have a top class and you know that you're going to compete all right you're going to compete for championships you're going to compete for a 12-team playoff you're going to be in the thick of things, and that's what you can you can hang your hat on, right? And you know that Auburn's going to get back to the upper echelon of SEC play. Uh, it's it's going to take a minute, but they know, the kids know, the coaching staff knows, they know that we are going to get there. Uh, TJ Lindsey, an absolute freak, right? Uh, another guy that we can just hang our hat on and say, hey, he's an absolute stud. Uh, you sent me the video of him of him going up the ladder, climbing the ladder, <laughs> Two hands and sticking it at his highest point, and that is impressive. <laughs> I think uh, Torres on Auburn shared that one on Twitter and was like, uh, "This is our new uh, commit that we got over the weekend." And insane, right? Uh, a guy, yeah, t- a guy that, yeah. yeah, a guy, and then on the D line and just going up, and then and then just kind of walking with the swagger, you know, like, "Hey, I can do that too." Okay. Uh, so I, I think you got a dude, you got a player, and and as you see these guys starting to roll in, you know that you're starting to get the talent that Auburn once had uh, when Auburn was in the race of the SEC West uh, and, and going to Atlanta, Georgia to play in an SEC title game or going out to Pasadena, California to play in a national championship game or, or uh, you know, Phoenix, Arizona, um, you know, Scottsdale or whatever you want to call it out there. Uh, so we're, we're getting back to that. We're getting back to that tradition of expecting Auburn to be great. And uh, that's what I'm, I'm most excited about is I can feel the energy uh, around the coaching staff and around the fan base and even around the players. And I think, Dustin, I see guys like Simp on Instagram and I see some of these older guys like Nehemiah and everything, and they're on social media and they're hyping these kids up because mm-hmm. even though they've went through a bunch of crap at their time at Auburn, they want Auburn to be good, man. They want Auburn to be good. And, and they're sitting here saying, hey, we've been through three head coaches. All right. We've went through the ringer. We've had our losing seasons and, and it's been pain. But we want this year to be different. We want this year, we want to leave our legacy here and say, hey, that 2023 team, they might not have won an SEC championship. They might not have went to a college football playoff, but they they laid the groundwork. They, they, they poured the concrete, all right? Mm-hmm. They started the foundation of Auburn getting back to that point. And I've noticed that with some of the guys on social media, man. They're spreading love to these younger cats, and they're saying, hey, we're we're done after this year, but you be the ones mm. to pick us up and say, hey, we've got you, dog. So when you come back five to seven years down the road to watch a game, we you can look at you can look up in the rafters and say, hey man, when you walk into that $90 million facility and, and there's a banner hanging up there and it says Auburn national champions or or SEC champions, you can say, man. You know, you can always point back to that 2023 season and say, you know, we started that. We started that. So that's what I'm most excited about, Dustin, is you're getting these kids that you know you can walk into a a, a Georgia or an Alabama and you say, hey, we got dogs over here too. It ain't like the last two, three years where we we walked in there and we said, hey, man, you know, we might get run off the road right here. So that is – it's a big plus for me. Yeah. Um, one final thing on this here is he can play the five. Apparently he can play the three technique and he can play the Jack. So super athletic guy. And, and you make to your point that you just made simp and Nehemiah, I'm never going to play a down with TJ, mm-hmm. but it shows you, like you said, despite everything they've been through, 
that they care about the AU. Yep. And if you get young guys that, that are coming in that want to turn this thing around, that care about the AU, and your older guys care about the AU, mm-hmm. that becomes a thing. And you're not going to win if they don't. And and you know one thing, I was on Instagram and and talking about one of Simp's posts is Simp had a pick, all right, in fall camp, he had a pick. Who's the first dude he ran to to give the ball to? Head coach Hugh Freeze. Mm. He ran straight to him, and he said his comments after fall camp, after after the scrimmage or practice or whatever it was, uh, he said the dude is different, man. He's genuine. He cares about us. He loves us. And that's something that we really haven't had lately. And he said, we're getting back to that. And and I really care about that dude. And so these players are buying into what he's preaching, yeah. man. And and when when I'm telling you, you take a TJ Lindsay and he sees a guy like Simp who's been a player for us. All right. He's been he's been a dude for us. He's been a highlighted guy for us on that back end and that secondary. And you just see that right there in him talking about this coaching staff. Uh, that that's nothing but positivity out of this out of this place, man. And and that's what you love to see. Momentum on the recruiting trail for Auburn. Damn, mm. doesn't that feel good? Mm. Mm. But Blake, we won't keep the people waiting any longer, man. We know what you're here for. We know what you yep. want to talk about. We don't care about any other position on the planes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Auburn, we have our scrimmage Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, found out some interesting things, man. A guy, we'll get into this part in a second. I really shouldn't even say it, but a guy that uh, hasn't played the down for Auburn has a super, super fan club. Um, but this is what it, this is what you're hearing, man. So, according to the way all the reports, and this is from Everybody, that's what I want to point out here. This has been consistent. Yes, me and Blake both check with some sources, right? But it's it's consistent all the way around from Auburn Live, from Auburn Undercover, from our guys at War Report. Every network is reporting this same thing that as far as Saturday went, Holden was the first, was number one, Robbie was number two, and Peyton Thorne was number three. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me to see the reaction like we didn't just go through something like this with Zach Calzada. Now, a little bit of a different scenario. Um, he has a shoulder issues and that kind of thing. But and, – and there it was – I would say that it was, I guess, probably a little more presumed that Peyton was a starter versus Calzado, you know. But um, just because of you going and getting the guy the – whole, the whole way that it all went down. But here's the thing, man. When you put the pads on, the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say, and this is not me saying that this is definite, right? Like, first off, this is all secondhand information. Mm-hmm. No media was there. So that's the first part that needs to be. But like I said, when you've got five different networks reporting the same stuff, you can say, okay. And then there was a little clip, like the 45-second clip that Auburn put out on social media where you saw some of the stuff that you heard. You heard that Robbie made an awesome throw uh, on the run, and then you saw that highlight on the video. So um, I just – I guess we'll just start here with it, Blake. Um, Peyton Thorne was presumed to be the starter, and this isn't – we talked about this before we started recording. We're not three days into fall camp here, Mm -hmm. and we're a good little bit into fall camp. We're we're in this thing now. And Hugh Freeze said that after the first scrimmage – I need to cut it down to two. And then he gets asked about that at the presser after the scrimmage and says, I thought I had it, but now I got to go back and look. And I guess the point that I wanted to make was just, I don't see why people are upset, I guess, because to me, this is a good thing. It doesn't sound like last year, right? Where it was like, guys, are, it's no one's taking it, the, the job because they're all struggling. Like no one's ever came out and said, Peyton Thorne's been trash. I haven't heard that. Yep. I've heard that he's had a little bit of struggles and missed some throws. But, like, for one, Robbie and, and Holden were here in the spring, correct? Yep. So, Peyton's still learning the system a little bit. New guy, yeah. two-year starter, so you would you would think that he would get it pretty quickly. But th- I think that's part of it. But I haven't heard anybody say that, like, Peyton's really struggled or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think that he came in, Blake, and then Holden and Robbie said – well, watch me do me. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's just not uh, inconceivable that two guys got better after another offseason with a guy that we all trust 
to be a quarterback developer. Is it out of the realm of possibility that after an entire spring, Hugh Freeze has made Robbie Ashford better? No, that's why we hired him. He's made holding better. That's why we hired him. That's what we thought we were getting when we hired a guy like Hugh Freeze. But this is – it's not going the way we thought, Blake. It's not going the way that everybody thought it was. And, and, you know, I want to say this is is you mentioned it just a little bit is why are you mad? All right. Like, like I'll be the first to say on Twitter, on the up-tempo page, okay, on here, I've said it. I think Peyton Thorne's going to be the starter. Then this happens, and I'm sitting here going, hey, look, if Holden's the dude, he's the dude. I'm okay with that because that means Hugh Freeze said, hey, look, man, this guy right here, I didn't recruit him, but I walked into him and I've started coaching him and he can spin it. All right. Why am I why am I gonna be mad at that? I'm not. I, I, I keep telling you, Hugh's not gonna put a shit product on the field. Nope. He's not gonna do it. All right. So if Holden Garner can play and Hugh gives him the job, that means he's a dude. All right. That means <laughs> Hugh has 100 percent faith and trust him to go out there and win a dang football game. Why are you mad? Why are you upset? If Robbie Ashford wins the starting quarterback job, why are you mad? All right? I don't care that he threw for 49% completions last year. His his completion percentage was like that. I don't care, okay? Because Hugh Freeze can make improvements. Look at Bo Wallace, man. Go back and watch that. dude. Was he the greatest quarterback? No. But he made improvements and he won football games. Right. So – Guys can get better. Guys can get better. Stop getting ticked off and and getting on social media and and just oh if this guy wins it we're in trouble. No, we're not. Okay, I'll be <laughs> the first to say, I, Dustin, you know this. I've said, hey, I, I told you a couple weeks ago. I think Peyton uh, gives us the best chance to win football games. All right. Well, now I get word that he's holding on to the ball way too long. And then when he has a clean pocket, he took off a couple times when he didn't need to. All right. He made some really good throws. Robbie made some really good throws. Then he missed a wide open touchdown by 10 yards. All right. Then Holden Garner, he made some really good throws. And then he missed some. So all three quarterbacks did some things really well. And then they had a few mistakes. I'm okay with that. You want to know why, Dustin? Because like you said, it is a competition, and we're sitting here seeing three guys go toe-to-toe, and they want to win the job. Now, what happens when guys are in competitions and they're going toe-to-toe? People get better, all right? Maybe that's the case with Holden Garner, right? People kept saying in the spring, hey, this guy, he's coming on. He's coming on. Watch out for Holden. All right, he went to the pro day and threw for those guys, and he was throwing absolute darts, and and people kept saying to that, oh, well, it's not against a pass rush, and he's throwing against air and and all of this stuff. Look, now you're seeing him. You see him. I'm not going to sit here and say you've seen him in A-Day because A-Day was a a freaking Cat 5 hurricane. Uh, So uh, you see him in fall camp, and you're getting word that the dude's throwing dots. You're seeing clips from the social media team, him dropping it in a bucket over Zion Puckett. All right, you're seeing him run with the ones. Like, why are we mad? Why are we sitting here arguing over who's going to be QB1? I was told today that, hey, this guy's got to be QB1 to win us football games. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, it's a big part of it. And then a guy says, well, yeah, it's a big part of it, but it's the main part of it. Okay. Look, I've seen NFL teams win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer at quarterback. Mm. All right. So, uh, that's not the only part of it. My okay. boss won with Brad Johnson back in the day. Hey, now. Hey, now. Come on. A, I'll be, listen, be fair. A little bit of a different game, right? Yeah. That was 2003, and obviously our, our recent one was with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and, but it's just – um Lamar Jackson ain't won one yet, has he? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. All right. And and he he's electrifying, can take it 80, 90 yards at any chance. Uh, any moment he gets, he, he can be gone like that, all right? But he ain't won one yet, has he? No, all right? There was, there was a 42-year-old Tom Brady that went out there <laughs> that had lost all kind of arm strength, 
Mm-hmm. All right. But what did he have? He had a top tier defense on him. His O line was top tier. Your Bucks, yeah. Dustin. Yeah, right? weapons everywhere. Yeah. Quarter quarterback is a big part of it. All right. But it ain't the main part of it, dog. If we don't improve on the offensive line and we can't stop the run, we're in trouble, Dustin. If we can't get off the field on third down this year, we're in trouble, Dustin. Yeah. So look, stop worrying about who's who's gonna be QB one because we're seeing three guys battle it out. And, and like you said, man, that is the biggest thing to me because you were hearing things last year like Zach Calzada is just absolutely trash. They were saying he's so far gone. Like, I mean, there was a clip that come out, and, and it was just a little crossing route, and he threw the ball like five yards behind the receiver. And you were just like, man, something's going on. Like, what's up? Now, we didn't know the shoulder and everything. Right. We had kind of heard about it and everything. But you're not hearing that this year. You're hearing three guys battle it out. So – and 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 another thing about this list, I, I'm not going to go too in depth in this, but when one guy comes out and he says, "Hey, I've heard this. I, I was told this by people, uh, you know, who are around it. All right, and and what we got to see and everything like that, and the Auburn media, what we're all hearing, he says it, and then." Everybody comes out and says, oh, that's blasphemy. That's not true. Here we go again. But then everybody else says the same thing. Like, what what are we doing? We just got to stop, man. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. Okay? Like, we've heard the same thing. Reel it back in. Calm down. Take a deep breath like I always tell you to do. Auburn's going to be okay. There's still another scrimmage. All right? There's still plenty of more time to iron this thing out. Okay? But. What everybody said there was even there was even a former player, all right. There was even a former player who kind of come out on Twitter and was like, "Hey, look, you know, like, I don't, I don't think it's a lie, you know. Like, some people might have a, a little different. They might have their three guys a little different, but from what I saw, I don't think it's that far off, you know. So, everybody that thinks that this is just just blasphemy and just the worst list ever because you were so stuck on Peyton Thorne just being the automatic guy. Reel it back in a little bit. All right. Hugh's going to go watch the film. He's going to go watch the tape. They're going to get their tails back out there and they're going to keep practicing. And we'll come to a decision. And whoever trots out there for you, Mass, you back his ass 150% and you get behind him and that's who the quarterback is, man. And I do not care that Holden Garner has only played three snaps against Missouri. Yeah. If yeah. he trots his tail out there, he's the dude. Yeah. Period. The, yeah. It means he won the job. And the thing yeah. with ex- the, the thing with experience is like, it sounds really stupid, but it always blows my mind when coaches put such an emphasis on it. It's like, hey, how did the guy get that experience? Didn't he have to have his first start? Like at some point a guy's got to go, and if this is not inconceivable, it's mm-hmm. not out of the realm of possibility. It's not some off the wall thing that a guy like Holden, who was a high ranked prospect, came in last year, and we heard last year people p- players on the defense last year were saying, "Hey, that thing Holden can spin." That's the been you've heard that from the jump. Mm-hmm. Holden can spin it. You've always heard that. That's why people picked him on the pro day because they felt like the ball placement would give them the best chance to look, you know, look right. Yeah. So that to me tells me like, okay, he just got to get the other stuff ironed out. The leadership. And that doesn't mean he's being a bad leader. It just means he's 18 and he's a freshman. The leadership, being commanding in the huddle, the other things that it takes to be a quarterback. It's not an off-the-wall theory, man, that a high-ranked QB like that comes in, it takes him a year, and then – Boom, he's ready to go, and he's just that guy. And how long do we have to hear this, Blake? And I'm not saying Holden should be the starter. What what I'm saying is this goes back to the spring. Since the pro day, you've heard nothing but positive things about Holden. So at some point, we have to say if he's been the most consistent guy throwing the ball in camp, if he ended as the most consistent guy in the spring, I mean, what am I missing? I got one for you right here, all right? This is our rival, all right? Our most hatred rival on planet Earth, the Alabama Crimson Tide, okay? Mac Jones, 
How many games did he started in 2020? All right. <laughs> Zero. All right. He had to sit behind Jalen and Tua. All right. Well, let's go back to 2014. All right. They get a transfer in. Uh, Jake Coker from Florida State. Mm. And everybody under the sun in that fan base is Jake Coker's the guy. Jake Coker's the guy. All right. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Nick Saban says, nah, man, we're going to go with this cat, Blake Sims. And everybody's like, huh? Blake Sims? Blake Sims was a running back. Started his career at Alabama as a running back. All right. And had one of the most prolific seasons in Alabama history. Was tossing that baby all around the yard. All right. Put up 55 on us and Bryant Denny. Okay. Mm -hmm. He did throw three picks in the first half, but played lights out in that second half. Um, And and we can even go back to 2009. Look at Greg McElroy. All right. Zero starts in 2008. John Parker Wilson was throwing that thing in 08. They come in 09, and Greg McElroy leads them to their their first national championship under Nick Saban. So stop with the – I don't want to hear, oh, well, Holden hadn't played a game yet, and Holden don't have the experience. I just gave you three guys right there, man. Greg McElroy, national championship. Blake Sims lost to the team that won the national championship in the semifinals of the 14 playoff, the first ever 14 playoff. He just ran into a superior, talented Ohio State team, right. one of the best teams that we have seen in a long time. All right. Yeah. And and they just had a third string quarterback that had a damn rocket launcher on him and, and could make any throw on the field. All right. And then you go to Mac Jones and he set records at Alabama, had never been a starting quarterback. People were sitting there going, Mac, why don't you transfer? Why don't you transfer? All right? Comes out, sets records. So I don't want to hear that. It's a lazy excuse to me. It's a it's a lazy take that, well, Holden, he just, you know, he ain't never played before. The guy, you can tell he's got elite arm talent. I, I sent you that video, that clip yeah. of him dropping it into a bucket, and I said, Dustin. I sent you the little eye emoji. I said, this cat can spin it, dude. I, I'm look, if he wins it, I'm gonna back him 150%, bro. Yeah. The uh again, like another part of this too is he's got the most eligibility of the three. Mm-hmm. So if he wins it, you're looking at a guy that could be a two-year, three-year starter. Why wouldn't you want that? Like that's that ain't a bad thing. And, and the thing too is Blake. Either way, Robbie's going to see the field. That's the yep. part of this. So it's really like I'm not, and Robbie is in this thing, okay? Make no mistake about it. Robbie's improved everything he needed to improve off the field. And I'm not saying he's ever going to be the best at short and intermediate routes, but he has improved. And one thing I want to point out about the on this Robbie stuff too is people just put it in their mind that okay, he's a good runner and then they don't pay any attention to it. Mhm. Quit discounting what Robbie can do with his legs. Yep. A first down is a first down. It don't matter how you get it. It does not matter how you get it. Nick Marshall proved that. Another guy who was a DB and we won an SEC championship with, to the experience point at quarterback, yep. right? You put yep. a DB in there and won it. If you put a good system around the guy, which Hugh Freeze has a long history of doing, every team he's ever joined, we did an episode about it about three weeks ago. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. We laid out statistically every year, his first year, where he had gone, the numbers jump significantly. He won games last year, went into Arkansas, who waxed us in our stadium with significantly less talent, and won with like his third-string quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, to me, I just see three guys that are playing at least average. I feel comfortable saying that. And our QB play last year, we could all say is below average, correct? Yep. So let's on Robbie. Let's say Robbie turns it up to passing to average. Let's say he improves to around 57 to 58% completion off of the 49 of last year. Mix that in with his legs. Can yeah. you not win the game like that? Let's say that we struggle to get pressure on quarterbacks and we struggle to stop the run. Could you not control the run game with Robbie Ashford at quarterback and run the clock? This is a team game. Sometimes you might have to set your team up based off of other units and how they play. You see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. if our defense struggles at certain things, we might not come out here and air the ball out 45 times a game if our defense struggles to stop. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, there's different scenarios that play into the way that you're going to set up 
what your strategy is. Hugh showed last year at Liberty and has shown throughout his career, no matter who my quarterback is, I will have a game plan, a competent game plan to put the best his ability, the best system around his abilities and what he does best. Yep. And the guys that have seen the little, just the 20 minute to 30 minute windows, they get at media day. They say that Robbie's reps look a lot different than Holden and Peyton's. There's a lot more QB jaws, a lot more RPOs, a lot more runs and quick screens and things of that nature. So if Robbie can just get to average on these short and intermediate passing, what he can do with his legs cannot be discounted. I think the thing that's weird to me, Blake, and I want your thoughts on it, or when I read, why is it perceived different? And I'm not making any assumptions here. I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious on this. Why is it perceived different when they say Peyton Thorne missed some short throws and then Robbie missed some short throws? Because when people say that Robbie missed some short throws, they go, ah, he's missing short throws still. Well, he's always going to miss some. For one, it's never going to be the best part of his game. It's just not. He can improve yep. it, but it will never be his strong suit. But why is why when you see what Robbie missed some, do you go, ah, oh, and then when you see Peyton, you're like, eh. you know, like, I, I don't get that. Missing short throws is missing short throws. And I, I guess it, it sounds like I'm being hard on Peyton, and that's not it. That's not it at all. Full disclosure, and I've said this many times, this is not, this is nothing new. You know this. I want Robbie to win the job. Mm -hmm. I'm not running away from that, okay? Yeah. But I feel like I've been pretty unbiased. In, in the way that I've I've always said, I think Peyton Thorne's going to win the job. I yep. still am not ready to move off that position. Yep. But I am not not as firmly on it as I was at the start of fall camp, right? Like definitely stepping back and saying, "Whoa, okay." Yep. But yeah, I want Robbie to win it, and I've and I've been open as as to why. He played for us last year when we had a guy that refused to go in because of his he didn't want to burn his eligibility. You got to look out for yourself, I guess. But man, I'm just old school, and, and and Jesus, man, we had guys out there last year putting their putting their self on the line when they didn't have to in a really meaningless season, and you just didn't want to go in. And Robbie had to play with a bum shoulder where he couldn't even feel how he was throwing. So I'm just gonna fall in love with a guy that plays hurt that has already played for us to put it on the line. I think that's reasonable to say I'm pulling for Robbie and holding more than a guy that hadn't played for us yet, just because as a fan, I have a relationship with the guys that have already been on our team. If Peyton Thorne wins the job, like you said, 100% back him. I'm yep. not like a Robbie Ashford truther or, or the leader of the Robbie Ashford fan club, right? That's not yeah. what it is. I have a preference as a fan, and then that's that. Like, if he doesn't win it, cool. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to claim certain biases or, or this, that, and the other. I think the weird thing to me, dude, was the comments where people were like, if Robbie's our guy, that's it. You know, we can't <laughs> yeah. win. Like, what are you talking about? You don't think that yeah. we can, uh, a guy can improve? Listen, dude, everyone loves Jason Campbell. Yeah. Everyone loves JC. He had a couple of years at Auburn that weren't all that. Okay, he got pulled from some games. He got pulled for some big time games. He lost his job a couple times. Mm -hmm. Al Borges came in, put a system around him that showcased his talents, and he spends a decade in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's what competent coaching will do for you. We've got that. This quarterback room is going to be fine, whoever it is. And if it's holding, you've got UMass. I mean, you talked about this off air. At Cal is a nice little road test for a first-year starter. For that to be your first road game, it's not super daunting. It wouldn't be like going to Happy Valley or something like that. It's a nice one that's manageable. It's a little difficult just because of the trip. It's your first mm -hmm. road test, all that kind of stuff, a 10-9, start or whatever it's going to be, 9-45, whatever in the hell. But it'll be a nice little test, and then you come back for Sanford. So you've got three games right there if it is holding to where you're like, okay, cool. And we know we're going to see Robbie regardless. With Robbie, it's just about if he can win the job. So, yeah, I guess to, to kind of put my bow on all this, I just think that the reaction was weird because I look at it and say, wait a minute. Holden's improved. Robbie's improved. And that doesn't mean that Peyton's playing bad. It just means that Peyton was at this level. You thought Robbie and Holden were here, and now you put the pads on, and it's a little bit close, and, and we'll find out. That's yeah. only a positive. No other position, if this was receiver and you were like, man, we don't really know yet because 
guys are all kind of doing their thing. You wouldn't be freaking out. And I know that quarterback's different. You want to have a guy. I get all that. But having multiple quarterbacks is great. And do you think that whoever our QB is is going to play the entire season? The stats say that he won't. That's just the reality of the situation. What was it? Mike G always says the stats. I forget it off the top of my head. But it's like eight, nine, ten teams last year, right, in the SEC had to play a backup. Yep. So odds are your starter is not going to play every single game anyway. So there's no reason to be anything but excited about the way this QB race is going. This is a good thing. The floor has raised significantly, and you've got three guys now where I'm like, you can win ball games with that cap. Yeah, let me tell you something uh, like like that right there is to put my bow on this is uh, speaking of bows, let's go out west and look at what happened to Oregon last year, Dustin. Mm. They were in the race for the college football playoff. After getting shellacked by Georgia, they bow and them get hot, right? He gets hurt. He misses the Washington game. They lose. Mm. They lose at the very last second, right? You come down to the final possession. They go on the next week to beat Utah. You want to know why? Because they had a quarterback room, a guy that was sitting behind Bo that is a five-star talent. The Thompson kid, I think is, I think that's his name or something like that. But he's he's an elite talent. He, he's he's uh, beyond his years, and they say he's ready. Like after this year, once Bo leaves, they say he's ready. So then, uh, you know – they were prepared to go in and knock off Utah. They were set to go uh, be, you know, I think they would have played USC in the Pac-12 championship, but they lost in the in the fourth quarter um, against Oregon State in the Civil War game. But they were still competitive right there with Oregon State in that game. So, like, you're saying if a guy gets hurt, I can look at this quarterback room just like Oregon could last year and say, hey, you know what, it's not falling, all right? The sky's not falling. We got dudes behind our starter that can win us football games. Don't freak out. Don't panic. We can go to our second. Now we can go to our third guy, and we can still sit here and say, hey, look, we're deep at quarterback now, all right? Well, like, I trust this guy trotting onto the field right here if somebody goes down with an injury. So my thing about Robbie, man, is like I don't hate Robbie, and I don't wear, I don't get where all of this comes from. Um the dude laid it on the line for you last year, like you said. Uh, and I, and I want to point something out is like the Mississippi State game last year. Who was standing right next to Cadillac after that loss with a towel around his neck with his head down? And he, he just – he looked defeated. He looked defeated. It was Robbie Ashford. He was standing right next to Cadillac, man. And I remember it as Cadillac said, hey, baby, it's about love. We lost, all right? But but we really won, you know? At the end of the day, he's like, I hate to be like that, but we really won, man. He's like, y'all had like three days to prepare for this game. Right. Like, come on, man. And he's like, y'all took a, a, a damn nine-win team to, to overtime, like should have won the game. But, uh, you know, Robbie Ashford was there, man, all the exciting plays he made that night and just bringing the offense alive. And, and uh, and you know, I, I look at the at the Alabama game and him scoring that first touchdown and him just bouncing up. And, and you can tell he loves Auburn, man. He wants to be Auburn's quarterback. You can tell he, he's yeah. got a, a deep passion right here. He's got a fire that burns inside of him to be Auburn's quarterback. And when I hear this fan base sit here and go, oh, man, that Robbie, he's trash, man. There ain't no way we can win with him. Well, where where would we have been <laughs> last year without him? I mean, what, another 2012, yeah. three and nine? Well, you would have got to see Holden sit back there and get He'd beat to sleep. Yeah. yeah, he would have died. So I, I'm, I'm tired of the Robbie stuff. Uh, I'm tired of all the disagreements. Uh, with with the, the quarterback race, let's just take a deep breath, mm-hmm. all right? I still think, like like you said, I still think Peyton wins the job. But if he doesn't, guess what? It's okay. Yeah. It is okay. So, Dustin, let's move on. Yes, sir. Uh, Blake, my laptop is dying, so I'm going to plug it in real quick. And while I pop out of here, talk to the people about Homefield, man, and what they got going on. 
Yes, sir. Home Field Apparel, 15% off your first purchase using Uptempo right there at checkout. Look, Home Field offers everything for Auburn, right? Uh, they offer some championship basketball tees. Uh, I know I wear my blue one all the time. Uh, the, the, the throwback Bo Jackson, baby blue with the orange lettering. I love that shirt. Super comfortable. Uh, me and Dustin, we always say <laughs> – uh, read the directions before you wash them uh, because we got caught right there. Uh, but look, they sell great products, man. I'm telling you, the, these shirts are super comfortable. And they have like over 150 schools. Like we always say, if you have somebody in your family member, like an LSU fan, I know Dustin, one of his best friends is an LSU guy. Go get your stuff from Home Field. It is, uh, it's an awesome company, and we are glad that they are with us and sponsoring us, Dustin. Yes, sir. One more announcement, guys. So next Tuesday, not this coming one, but the following, August 22nd, 7 p.m., we're going to do our first live show. So we really want all you guys to get in there, man, and participate. Kind of like a wrap-up of our kickoff, our countdown to kickoff series with all the guests we've had on Jake. We've had the guys from the War Report, uh, our guy Nathan from UMass. Shout-out to all our guests. We really enjoyed it. Uh, our guy Kayla from Rivals. Going to try to get as many of those guys back in as we can, pop in, you know, do a little, uh, have some guests. We want you guys to get in here and interact with us. Uh, we really want it to kind of be a wrap up of that series and to signify, baby, we're right here. We're ready to kick this thing off. And uh, we're going to, we're looking into exactly um, what nights, you know, how we want to do live shows in the future. We obviously, we want to set up one once a week for you guys. Uh, you know, y'all can use the membership perks and get in there and do all that kind of stuff. But listen, August 22nd, 7 p.m. Holler at us real quick. Gonna put the memberships up, Blake. Yeah, man, throw them up there. Let's talk about them real quick. And uh, we want to thank, first off, we want to thank everybody that has uh, joined as a member. Uh, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, we are going to bring you some amazing content. Uh, you can check out the $3.99 a month JV squad. You just see it right there. And if you're on audio, it is a members only live chat, member shout outs, uh, priority reply to comments, early access to videos. And we are making up some exclusive gifts for the JV squad. And then you can hop over uh, if you're interested in the $5.99 a month varsity squad. Look, people, this is the one I'm most excited about. Uh, obviously, you're going to get discounted merchandise. We're going to give some things away throughout the season. Uh, I'm really thinking about doing a ticket giveaway. If we can get some people involved mm. in this, uh, and, and uh, we've, we've even thought about branching that over into the JV squad as well, uh, and, and just to get people excited about Auburn football once again. Uh, watching the film with Auburn baseball, uh, we have gotten the, the go – uh, on also doing some basketball and throwing in some football stuff if we want. So yeah, I'll, do, uh, I'll be doing. We don't want to include on our guy Ike. We're not. And yep. He does a great job. So we're not really going to be doing a whole lot outside of baseball. But one thing mm -hmm. that we are going to do with football is recruiting. We can throw up some yep. huddles of some guys and kind of go through some recruiting stuff, and also can kind of break down some of the stuff that I get on the on my travels throughout the season. So that'll be a cool part of that as well. Yeah, and then the gameplay with you. Uh, look, Madden's coming out. NCAA is coming out next summer. And look, if you join and you want to play video games, send us uh, send us your gamer tag. Uh, we're both Xbox guys. We will link up, get you in a party, and we can play, man. We can we can uh, yeah. we can flick the sticks, uh, and we will have a game day group chat. We will set that all up. We will talk about Auburn football, basketball, baseball, whatever you guys want to talk about. Uh, and, and we will get that going. And the biggest thing, the one thing that I'm most excited about with the Varsity Squad is the recruiting update videos. Uh, myself and Dustin, we are going to be on the road a good bit of this high school football season, going to see some guys that Auburn is either interested in or we have committed. So uh, Dustin has even talked about going to Andalusia to see him <laughs> that. Uh, so, you know, that, that is going to be exciting. I know Perry and Bryce and all of those guys, man, they, they're right here around the house in Mobile. Uh, and there's a lot of talent in this area. And we want to go watch these guys play, give you updates of what they're doing in the high school game. And I think that will be really, really fire for you guys to see. Yes, sir. I know we are headed for big things on this channel. And, uh, you know, like I always say, always give thanks to this dude right here, man. Uh, go follow him on Twitter, whatever kind of social media. Uh, he has been a major help not to not only me, but to this network that we're on with the war report. Uh, I see him always shouting out the college loop and, and, and uh, always jumping in when I can't. 
to the War Reporters uh, live shows and everything, man. Dustin, uh, this dude did a video while my wife was giving birth. All right, we had we had a Friday show coming out, and I got a call saying get to the hospital, and I text Dustin and said, Dustin, I'm not going to be able to do the show, brother. I'm so sorry. And this guy comes through. So go follow him. Go listen to his takes. He's a heck of a dude, and he works his tail off. So, yes, Dustin, sir. I appreciate you, man. Well, you know, I love you, buddy. You know, I appreciate you. And um, we're grinding. We're Like, the yeah. subs are just are just through the roof. And, um, yeah, I'm just super proud to be doing this with you, man. It's been it's yeah. been awesome. It really has. So, uh, you know you're my boy. And uh, one more thing on the, um, on the memberships, too, is uh, I will be – so, the 25th, the 25th, Baker. I will be at Baker to watch mm-hmm. Bryce Kane. And then the following Friday, I'm going to be in Auburn for the UMass game. Mm-hmm. So that Friday night, I will be at Phoenix city and trying to work out something that we probably will be able to, where I could be on the sidelines and, and maybe get some interviews and stuff. So um, a lot of guys there, uh, Dylan Upshaw, Spencer Waldrop, those are uh, 25 or tw- 24 and 25 guys. And then who knows, man, you know, we'll, we'll get some can Coleman and we'll just see, yeah. we'll just, we'll just see, you know, that one's never over. And um, we have a new sponsorship that we will be announcing most likely Wednesday, if not Wednesday, for yeah. sure, Friday. But we have a new sponsorship and you will understand what I'm saying whenever we announce it. That can play. That's going to play into the membership perks as well. Got some new merchandise coming out soon on the War Report uh, website. So you'll get discounts on that. So listen, guys, to the people that have already shouted us out, um, really appreciate you. And, and join the memberships. We appreciate you. And to our guy, uh, speaking on that, I wanted to address something here, and this kind of goes into our last segment, but I didn't want to leave it here. Uh, our guy, Dax Lee, and shout out to our guy, Dax, right? He asked this question. Uh, I think we've kind of answered this, but I wanted to, I told him that we would address this specifically. So he asked the question with our QB situation, how do we prevent the negative outcry when half the fan base doesn't like the choice? And I know this kind of ties in, but I told him we were going to read it out. So I would just say, Dax, that's tough, brother. And we like we just talked about, that's the part of it. You see it in the pros. You see it in every every QB battle. For some reason, people get emotional about who they think should be the QB. And like we just said here, we just encourage you guys to just support whoever, man. I understand you have your preference. Like I said, Robbie's my preference. But, like, I'm not out. I don't care, dude. You know, yep. I don't care. If it's Hank Brown. Start hanging yeah. around. I don't care if Jeremiah Wright. I, you know, I don't care, bro. Like whoever is the guy. So, uh, but yeah, if you join, if you get in those memberships, man, we'll try to get your questions in here and shout them out. One thing about this scrimmage, Blake, is that obviously all the quarterback talk, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just willing to say this part right here. Going back to 2003. <sighs> Cadillac, Ronnie Brown, Brandon Jacobs had the transfer because he wasn't getting no reps. He was <laughs> busting kids' heads on wedges on the special teams. Yeah. Uh, just killed a kid from Vanderbilt. He was going off for like buck 80s when he was getting in the games of our blowouts. Um, so Brandon Jacobs had the transfer. Obviously went on to win rings with the, uh, the Giants. Mm-hmm. So just that's, I mean, goodness gracious. Like that's a, that's a guy that was a stud in the NFL, was third string. And then Trey Smith, the GOAT. Yeah, was your was your full yes. like was your fourth string running back? So that <laughs> oath that O three backfield was just special, man. And I'm not saying that this one right here in 2023, 20 years later, is going to be better. But what I will say is that, and it's funny that the best running back in that room is now coaching this room. But I would say. This is the best one since. I feel comfortable saying that because I just, I just, I don't know how much more you got to see. You know what Jark West Hunter is. Tank had nine carries for 52 yards for the Jags uh, yesterday, doing his thing in the NFL. And there were points where I thought Jark West was better last year. Mm-hmm. And so Jark West is that dude. He's going to play a long time in the NFL. This all goes without saying. Love having him back. Glad that he's out there getting it. Jark West is going to kill it this year. You saw my bold prediction. I think he's going to straight eat. Um, and that's not a hot take. But Damari continues to bust off runs. And then and, and, and we hear that Shorter busted off a slant route, right? The receiver Shorter. So, and, that, and I'm making the point on him because he was a guy that we heard. We thought he was too hurt. That's kind of what he would alluded to. Yep. As the media days, he pops. He's having a good uh, fall camp, making some plays. And then Batiste, apparently, really having a day. And then and having a hell of a camp. And uh, 
by the time this goes up, I believe the fireside with the running backs will have gone up. I think the boys are posting it at eight in the morning. And obviously we, we debut at 10. Um, and if not, you're going to see it today anyway. Uh, it comes out on Monday. So uh, check that out. Well, uh, you'll see the chemistry between those guys. and uh, But just the depth in this running back room, Blake, I just feel good. I would if Sean, if we got down to Sean Jackson being the number one, mm-hmm. I would say, okay, you know, like I really wouldn't, I really wouldn't be worried about it. So I am just at this point to with this running back room where I'm starting to think like I've already said I think you can win with all three of these quarterbacks, and this is part of it. Yep. Because no matter who it is, they're gonna go. Demari's ready to go off. And like Jeremiah Cobb, Jeremiah Cobb's that dude. His pass blocking is elite. You're already hearing that. He understands the passing. He's, I guarantee you, by the end of the year, Jeremiah Cobb will be our best running back in passing downs. He'll be right up there with Jarquez. He knows his assignments and blocking. He's good at it. He's really good at uh, routes. We've heard they've already been throwing to him several deep routes, several wheel routes to Jeremiah. This running back room is stupid, and it's going to remind people, Blake, in case they forgot who the hell RBU is. Make no mistake about it. It ain't Georgia. It ain't LSU. It ain't Bama. I don't give a damn what they've done over the past five or ten years. Running back you has always and will always be Auburn University. And I just – we are going to run the ball up some people's ass this fall, Blake. Yeah, you know that that brings chills, bro. Like, like that brings chills because uh, one of my favorite things of me growing up in my teenage years, man, was Kenny getting off the bus. All right, Ooh, going for and two. Managed, he said, "I'm going for 200." You know, <laughs> and somehow we lost that game. But uh, you know, it, oh, that's uh, voodoo magic, bro. Yeah. That was that was a voodoo game for real. Like some some lady down on the bayou had some <laughs> chicken legs and some Tuberville hair. I tell you what. I, I know I make this. You mentioned my buddy LSU fan. I make this joke with him all the time. We were playing the devil for 20 years when we lit up those cigars <laughs> in 1997 and we walked off the field smoking the cigars. Some old voodoo lady from the bayou snuck on the field, scooped up the ashes of our cigar smoke and got some butts and took that and put them in a pentagram or something because that game was dumb. Rushed for yeah. 218. We missed what six field goals? A good field goal yeah. kicker. Oh. Yeah, man, it 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 gets uh it, it gives me chills because uh, I want to get back to those days, you know, of just uh, Auburn just being smash mouth, right? And look, I know Hugh's gonna throw it around the yard and everything, but I also want the days of Auburn being able to line up and get two yards for a first down. Okay, mm-hmm. and I feel like we are so far away from, you know, we got so far away from that yeah. where you know you used to you used to know, but hey, Brad Lester, fourth and two, all right, bang, bang, we were getting it, all right. Kenny Irons, all right. You you can go down to to Michael Dyer, all right, and and just the guys that you can just keep going. Rudy to Johnson, Stephen Davis, yes, yes, and and uh, you know, the best backfield since two thousand three. Woo, uh, that gets me excited. Even better than that twenty ten backfield. Yeah, okay. it looked like Cap Cap right. Cameron Artis Payne, yeah. great, great. Ben Tate had good years in the NFL. We yes. have always had good backs, man, and, and but I just this one right here, like, man, because when you tell me that when I'm hearing like consistently, but tease that dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I know Jarquez is that dude, and then you've got Hugh coming out and saying, "I really underestimated Demar." Fifty okay. yard run, fifty yeah. yard run. Like, okay, and if you're if you are struggling in the passing game, if you do start holding as a true freshman, you've got a run game that you can lean on. Mm-hmm. And Blake, yeah. like going back to a day, and this is the part, this is why I ask you this. Are you concerned? Because we go back to a day and we say we couldn't get much because it was played in hurricane Ivan. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was a tough one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you go back to A Day and you saw a lot of a lot of long runs. And you go back for the notes from the scrimmage and you've seen some highlights. And it seems like a lot of long runs are being busted off. So this is the part about scrimmages that always makes you go, hmm. So now the question that I've developed is are we just really good at running the ball? Do we suck at defending the run? 
or is it kind of a combination of them both? It throws up to how good is this offensive line? Mm. Are, are we going to see uh, a, a completely different uh, style of Auburn football? Are we going to see uh, an offensive line that is going to move people? You know, I do have my concerns now, like a little bit with with you know the front seven and everything. But what I'm also what I've also heard is I want to highlight this is I heard Eugene Asante was blowing people up this weekend. Mm. I heard he was behind the line of scrimmage, tackles for loss. I heard he was demolishing people. All right. I heard um, Larry – what's uh, Larry Nix the third mm-hmm. uh, from North Texas. Uh, yeah. I heard that it, it, he was abusing people, that, that he sideline to sideline all over the field. Austin Keys was making plays. That's exciting. Um, this, the D-line, uh, I, I think we're going to be okay. I'm not going to panic just yet. Yeah, uh, because I do think our backfield is different. I think they are different. I think those guys and and why I asked you like going to twenty ten and everything is because like Batie, uh, I kind of like get these flashes of just seeing him being like that Corey Grant kind of guy where mm-hmm. you know he just gets it and bang tail lights right sweeps make, make, and, yeah. yeah yeah sweeps makes a guy miss bang to the house you know or, or 30, 40 yard gain whatever, um, but. You know, I also told you, like, it's kind of hard when you play yourself to kind of see where you're at, right? So, um, I'm excited. I liked everything I heard. Now, Damari, I know he's got a new nickname. Mm. I said it a month ago, a month and a half ago. I think Damari is going to pop, man. Yeah, I do. I, I, think, I think he's going to go off. And I think you're going to have – you know, three guys where you can say, hey, look, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to have everybody, but I think you're going to have three guys that that you're going to have a three-headed monster where you say, hey, these three guys can get it at any moment of the game. If you look over there and, and you're saying, hey, man, 2-7, all right, and he's tapping, he's saying, hey, man, I need a breather. I just busted off one for 40. Like, you know, let me let me get some wind over on the sideline. Let me get a little sip of water. All right, and then you're going to look over there and, hey, Damari, you know, Bang, here you go. Here's your chance, all right? And then you've got Petit out of the backfield, uh, catching catching the little hot routes, you know. and, and Bubble screens. Yeah, bubble screens and things like that, you know, the end of rounds and all that, man. Uh, him just getting out in space and making people miss. Uh, and and I just, man, I, I just think we're that talented. And it's kind of hard for me to sit here and go, well, you know, we can't stop the run. And I saw people on social media saying, oh, here we go again. We can't stop the run. Uh, but – then I hear Jalen McLeod showing out. Marcus Harris is showing Elijah out. Elijah McAllister. Elijah McAllister, yeah. like So I'm not going to sit here and get nervous just yet. Now, if we go out to Cal and Cal starts ripping <laughs> us, you know, Cal right. starts ripping us, then I'm going to say, oh, boy, you know. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm excited, dude. Like, like I've told you two times this episode, like, <laughs> I, I've got – I've gotten chills sitting here just thinking about it in Jordan Hare Stadium, September second. Like I, I'm ready. Yeah, I cannot wait to see uh, Hugh bust out them tiger eye double doors for the first time. <laughs> yeah. or, like that eye of the tiger comes over the PA. I yeah. didn't see the uh, I didn't see the accusations that we pump in crowd noise. That's pretty. That's pretty well, funny. Go uh, go to the Mississippi State thread uh, that I commented on about how they were the third best. <laughs> Uh, atmosphere in the SEC, bro. Get out of here. I don't ever want to see that again. He said, "Well, you must not have been up to a big game there." All right, look, I've been to a Mississippi State Alabama game there where you were supposed to go head to head with Alabama. All right, and Calvin Ridley's out there snatching ankles. All right, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't intimidating. It's not an intimidating atmosphere. You got to ring a, a damn cowbell to get people excited up there. Sorry, hate it for you. Not you'll tell you tell you something else that I. Uh... It kind of concerned me. Uh, you seemed a little frustrated um, with Cam Brown's lack of eligibility. He said Cam, Cam basically hasn't practiced since I started here. Um, we need Cam Brown to practice. Yeah. We need Cam Brown. Uh, he's probably one of the – as far as just pure talent, maybe the best guy we have in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We'll know more about that after this year. But from what we know right now, we know Cam Brown's a dude. We know all the potentials in the world is there. It, it, the good thing is – None of them are serious right now. Apparently, a hamstring is nagging him. Um, but you got to get that fixed. Yep. You know, we got to get that. We got to get that worked out. I would like to see Cam out there at some point. 
when you hear about guys like Shorter and, and, and Shane Hooks making big plays, um, Martin are making a big play, right? Those are big body guys that do what Cam's supposed to be doing. So he needs to get out there and get his reps. Um, anything Good for else? Nick Martin. Good for Nick Martin. Yeah, that's a weird one. And that, and yeah. I want to, I'm glad you said that because I want to make this point too. At the end of the day, we're not there. And then, like the scrimmage Saturday, nobody was. Mm-hmm. You know, now I feel pretty good when, like, we have certain people that are at the media window that are texting us, telling us what they're seeing. I feel pretty good then and saying, okay, this is what it is. But a situation like Saturday, when you're like, you're just getting secondhand information, um, take it with a grain of salt anyway, because Nick Marner, we've heard, I've heard from some people that he looks lost. And then I see him catching touchdowns and running with a one. So it's like, where's the truth here? So, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah, like what is, I, I'm hearing things that are completely opposite mm. of what is, you know. So that's part of it, too, man, is uh, at the end of the day, it's just sources and guys are seeing um, guys are seeing like little windows, you know, and, and you don't know what why Hugh might be showing something to throw people off or this, that, and the other. I think we know by now that, that Hugh's a paranoid guy. I mean, they said we're canceling the viewing media window to uh, for the scrimmage because it's going to be raining. We're moving indoors. And then I see the highlights today from the little Twitter video, and it seemed like it was sunny and that they were outside in Jordan-Hare Stadium. So um, I just think Hugh is, is a super paranoid coach, just like Saban, Kirby Smart, and all those guys that are really good are Mm -hmm. Uh, one more thing that I got wrote down that he had stood off to me, Blake was Rivaldo Fairweather is eating. And that is not surprising to anybody. Rivaldo is going to go for 500 plus five, six CDs this year, dude, going to be unbelievable. Blake, any final thoughts when we get out of here, brother? Uh, Jalen Simpson, Nehemiah Pritchett, that secondary. Uh, I want to see a big year. All right, and and I think everybody uh, is on that boat as well. DJ James, I talked to an Oregon beat writer uh, about him, and he said, "Hey, look," he said, "Anytime you want me to come on the show and talk DJ James, he said I would more." Uh, he said, "I'm I'm would be so excited to come on here and and do that for you." He said because the kid was a heck of a player for us. He said, "I'm so excited to see him down there and doing great things for you guys." Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I just want to keep pumping out the that train and that movement of those guys and just uh, how they have been through so much in their Auburn careers, like I said earlier. Uh, and I want to see those guys succeed one more time. This is their last go, people. This mm-hmm. is their last go. Like, like DJ's going to go to the NFL, okay? Like Nehemiah and, and Simp and yeah. Zion and all. This is their last go. Like, go have a year. Go let Auburn be good to them boys for one time. They've been through the ringer. Yeah. All right. DJ was with us last year. He didn't get off. He didn't get off the year that, that he wanted. Right. Statistically. Yeah. He was great, but yeah, he, he wanted wants- to win more than five yeah. games. Yeah, He wants to go to a bowl game. <laughs> yeah. Like be good to these boys this year, man. Like, like let's make something happen. And that secondary being one of the most talented groups on this team, uh, I want to see those guys eat, and that is my message mm-hmm. to each one of you is this is their last ride. This is their last go. Jarquez Hunter, this is his last go, all right? I want to see these guys eat, man. Uh, I, I want to see a heck of a year from them. We're getting so close to kickoff, uh, and and I just want to uh, I want to see them get over the hump against Alabama uh, and, 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 you know, what we've – what, it's a three-year losing streak? Yeah, I want to see us get back over the hump, dog. Like I'm tired of. I don't want them to be holding up a, you know. What uh, yeah. See all that. No, for sure. What Luke Dill say at the on the fireside the other day? He said, "I've never beat Georgia." Yep. Never beat Georgia. We don't. He don't want seniors graduate from Auburn that have never beat Georgia. That ain't. That ain't it. Yep. So some of these things, bro. It's time. It's time to change. And like uh, like Josh Aldridge said, they got to play you. And like you've been saying all summer, it starts with that mindset. Um, at the time of recording, man, 600 or 762 subs. So eh, coming up on that goal, man, coming up yep. on that goal underneath underneath 240. You guys are watching. The views mean everything to us. I got five or six DMs from you guys this weekend just saying that you like the show. Like, 
Cannot say enough about Thank it. You. Love you, man. Appreciate all you guys. The support means the absolute world to us. We're not just saying that. If I don't get back to you right away, if we don't get back to you right away in the comments, busy. Like it's, it's jumping, but we try to get back to you. And and Dustin, I know we've said it multiple times, but we started this thing uh, with over a cell phone and a laptop. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I got Dustin. He DM me one day and, and that's how I said, yeah, man, sure. I'd love to have you come on. We started with a cell phone with crappy audio over a laptop and just straight linking it up to audio. And that was it. There was no YouTube. We started YouTube this year and we've already grown this much. Go smash that like button for us. Mm -hmm. Go share the YouTube link to a friend. All right. That helps the algorithm blow this thing up. We appreciate each and every one of you memberships, non-member, uh, if you like the video, whatever, if you watch us, we appreciate your view, everything. Uh, we, we ride with the ones that ride with us, and we will always uh, have your backs just like you guys have ours. So we're going to wrap this one up. We will see you Wednesday, 10 a.m. Yes, be right back here. We got a good one coming up for you then. We thank you. War Damn Eagle. We'll see you on that one. War Damn, baby.